I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Mito. And this is The Artist Business Plan. Your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs hosted by Superfine Art Fair. Hello, business artists. You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means you are certifiably awesome. I'm James Milley, co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for independent artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources to learn about all things art. Today, we've got Sean Kolodny back here with us. Sean is going to share his thoughts on using a successful Instagram platform as a negotiating tool. I'm very excited to hear what he has to say, but first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you sign up and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fair. Join the number one art fair for independent artists as we travel across the United States reaching thousands of qualified in-person art buyers at every single fair. And prepare yourself for success with a full suite of business resources like our very own podcast, which you're listening to right now. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work without the results to back it up. And that meant it was time for something new. For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine fair, simply visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. And when you mention the artist business plan, you'll receive a $150 credit on your booth, no matter what size or city you choose. So that's $150 off. Just go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with Superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right, so we are back here with Sean Kolodny. Kolodny's work is a mesmerizing fusion of nature and art, using steel spheres as his chosen medium to capture the organic essence of the natural world. These spheres, whether reflective and chrome-like or imbued with deep glowing neon colors, are meticulously placed together to create works that evoke the vibrant and dynamic nature of the world around us. His wall art climbs and grows between surfaces, adding a sense of organic growth and movement to any space. Meanwhile, his large-scale works are immersive, allowing viewers to walk through and interact with the pieces, becoming a part of the work itself. Kolodny's art transcends the traditional boundaries of art, creating works that are at once awe-inspiring and deeply connected to the natural world. With a deft hand and a keen eye, he harnesses the power of spheres to create works that speak to the heart and soul, inviting viewers to engage with the world in a new and meaningful way. Welcome to the show, uh, Sean. Thanks for coming back. My pleasure. Awesome, awesome. So we already asked you last time you were on the show what your earliest memory was that you have of art. Um, and you can go ahead and check that out if you uh, scroll back through our, our episodes, listeners. Um, but to help our audience get to know you a little better, uh, besides the, uh, the description of your work that I just explained, is there anything else you'd like to add to your art so that we can kind of get a, 
um, a better visual or a, a better background on what your work is about. Yeah, sure. If you're tagging along, you can always find me on all the social channels. It's Kolodny Art, so K-O-L-O-D-N-Y-A-R-T. Um, and my work is, I guess, a combination of um, kind of simplicity and complexity. Um, so I, I've kind of boiled down my medium, um, uh, you know, not, not so much paint, but I actually chose an object. So uh, I started playing with the sphere. Um, it's, you know, it's one of the most universal uh, objects uh, in nature, in the environment, in our lives. Um, everything from sports and playing with balls as a kid um, to the planet we live on, to cellular structure, to plant, like the, the, the sphere is kind of everywhere and it kind of like links us on so many different levels and wavelengths. And so I actually use physical spheres um, both made out of steel and um, I actually do kind of large scale installations out of inflatables. Um, and I put those to, together in these kind of very organic forms um, uh, to create kind of these wall sculpture and wall art pieces and these kind of big, huge, immersive kind of walkthrough installations. Very cool. Yeah, no, I, I love your work uh, and definitely go check out Kolodny Art uh, on, on Instagram or, or where else, where else are you, Sean? <laughs> uh, um, or is it just, in- I, I try to be omnipresent. Um, so I'm on all the major channels. Um, TikTok and Instagram are probably the best though. The work is, is the, the content is very similar though. The audiences are different. Um, a little bit on Twitter though. I'm, it's not my best medium. Um, and a little bit on YouTube as well. Makes sense. I definitely, I would say, Instagram and TikTok are the more visual ones of all those. <laughs> so that, that makes sense. Um, but very cool. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the rest of the questions that we have for you. Um, so Sean, first off, uh, the last time you were on, we talked about treating your art business like a startup. Uh, one major tool for any startup business is Instagram, like we were just talking about. Uh, so why is it important to continue to grow your following and how often do clients actually reference social media? So, um, I have had, uh, as far as the art world goes, like one hell of a run recently. Um, you know, the old adage, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Um, that has been my year this past year. Um, I, you know, I, I've done a, a variety of different styles of artwork over the course of my career, some to some, some financial success and, and acclaim, um, and some, you know, like I, I grew nice little businesses there. Um, this this time around, I tried with this new series of spheres. Um, I don't know whether it caught the zeitgeist or kind of exactly. I have some ideas of exactly what it was, um, but my social media following has um, exploded. To, to 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 be modest about it, uh, I went from this time last year. I was probably at like twelve or thirteen thousand followers on most of my social channels. Um, I will be breaking 200,000 on most of those channels, uh, this week, actually, my Instagram should break 200,000 the next day or two. Um, and my Instagram is at, I don't know, 160, 170,000, give or take. Um, and so, uh, I, I always thought I understood social media and like appreciated like how important it was and all it was. And until I got a couple like ridiculously viral hits, my perspective on what social media is and how to harness it, how it works has completely and utterly changed. Um, 
So I, I, I have a couple of videos that have gotten like, you know, I guess hit the algos right and have, you know, in the neighborhood of, um, I have several, a couple of videos with over 50 million views, a bunch with over 40 million views. Um, and what I've realized about social media, um, which I did not appreciate before is, is the power law distribution of it. And so what do I mean by that? All it takes is one super viral piece of content and that dramatically changes all your other content. And so what do I mean by that? So uh, I think TikTok's probably a better example of it. You know, my TikToks, for the most part, you know, I would post every day and whatever it was. And, you know, I'd get, you know, 200 views, 300 views, maybe 1,000 views, maybe 1,500 views. Uh, all it took was one ridiculously viral piece of content. And all of those uh, posts with 500 views turned into posts with 30,000 views, right? Because so many people like see something they like and go visit your site. So the idea of like really experimenting and trying things that are kind of, that might not be kind of perfectly on brand or might not be perfectly there, but have the ability to grab some sort of viral hit, what it does to like the rest of the algo and the rest of your um, content was infathomable to me. Like my Instagram page now, um, uh, my Instagram page now gets a million views a day, right? Um, and that was all built off of a few really, really um, viral pieces of content that then cascaded into all this other stuff. So, you know, and what that has done for me as a business is the amount of inbound traffic and interest in my work. And um, I've created a side hustle business. I've created all sorts of stuff um, in and around um, just from all of this social media exposure. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fantastic. And, you know, probably the the question I imagine the audience is wondering is, um, you know, so you mentioned being open to trying different things that are maybe maybe a little off brand, um, but have that viral capacity to it. Wh what was it that <laughs> that kind of uh, sent you over the edge? So so for me, I think when I actually like look back and boil it down, um, so I do a lot of these things that are inflatables and I have these big metallic inflatable spheres and when you blow them up, they go from wrinkly to smooth. And so it, it it's in the oddly satisfying camp. Um, and so the, there, 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 these kind of odd, like there's oddly satisfying these, there's ASMR, there's a few other of these kind of like weird categories of like videos that kind of, that have the, that just pop, right? Because they connect with you in some way. Um, and it was those videos that made a, um, it was those videos that was the beginning of it and, and were, were the first to get really, really big traction. And then from that, I was able to convert some of my art pieces into ones that got traction and, and some of my production stuff into things that got traction um, and some of my installations that have gotten traction. But the thing that actually first got the traction wasn't even, I think the first one that got the traction was literally like I had gotten these balloons and blew them up in my backyard. Um, and that was like the first time I got them. And just the way it was just took off. 
right? And it wasn't even like, it wasn't, it was like, you know, they always say it's like your shittiest video. It was like literally me, one camera on a tripod, like filling up balloons. Like it wasn't like super exciting. Like I never in a million years would have said, ah, that's like, you know, you always think the one that you edit and you tell a story and you make a thing. Nope. The fucking one where I just posted a camera and filled up balloons is the one that like literally was the the video that launched a thousand ships, so to speak. So that that's my point is that you never know. Like sometimes it's just the dumbest shit and it's the lowest production quality or the almost the lack thereof or something that you wouldn't think like, especially as artists were like, oh my God, we have to craft this thing and make this narrative and make it beautiful and do, you know, these, you know, it's okay to make stuff that's not that and try really different things and kind of push yourself out there and, and futz with different stuff. Cause you never know which video is the one that's going to be like kaboom. And if you have one video that goes kaboom, everything else changes, man. Like overnight. That's, that's fantastic. And you know, that, that's something obviously on a much smaller scale. I have not, I've not had that kaboom uh, moment, but just when I am trying to make content and I, I put so much effort into like a perfectly manicured video or something like that. First of all, it takes forever and you know, it, you can't really get the momentum behind it. Um, but then also, you know, when you, when you just kind of put something together quickly off the cuff, it ends up sometimes at least, uh, it ends up being a lot more relatable. And so, uh, that's what I've noticed too, is when I don't think about making the perfect Instagram reel, then uh, people people seem to be more engaged with it. So uh, that makes sense that you know just something that was oddly satisfying ended up being the uh, what what kind of sent your uh, your you know got you that that overnight success so to speak. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's um and I and once again it's really like the power law version of it. Like you have like one or two videos that do ridiculously well. And that ship floats all the other boats, right? And that provides um, like all the other um, inbound traffic you get. That provides all the other views. Like it, it, it's it, it's truly amazing. Yeah, and and that's another thing, right? Is you know I would say sometimes artists are overly focused on uh, directly hitting people with like, hey, buy my art, buy my art, buy my art, and sometimes being a little more indirect about it, it'll get you the, the interest anyway. And so, you know, you were just focusing on, you know, making a video that you thought people would find interesting, they did. And then the ones who were especially interested, they went through, they found your work for sale, and then they reached out to you for that. So, um, you know, that that's probably a better strategy than just, you know, trying to be a little overly salesy, if you will. Oh, for sure. Like it's it, actually, it's, it's funny you say that. Like, so I don't, so the thing for me that's actually gotten the most traction and also has kind of built the most for me, um, I've always been a big fan of scale, right? So like, I always like big art, like big installation art, big pieces, things that are kind of like structurally and physically overpowering. There's something about like scale that, that if nothing else, people look at it. Right. And so early on in this series of work, I, I wanted to do a, um, you know, I, I research ways to, to, to fabricate these fears and, and kind of match up the work to my smaller work and make kind of larger scale versions of it. Um, 
I was able to to get a um, once again to some relationships. I a friend of mine owned um, a music festival and art festival, um, and asked if I could. I asked if I could do an installation, and he said yes. Um, so I invested you know, more money than I would care to admit, um, and showed up with my <laughs> my spheres. Um, you know, built a huge stage, built this whole enormous thing. Um, and the act of doing all that, um, was the catalyst for all of these other things to start taking place. And those big installations, um, the second I did one, I started getting requests for other ones. Um, and so that business very quickly, um, expanded and has continued to grow. Um, and now I get, you know, large music festivals, uh, Fortune 500 brands, um, everything from corporate, you know, corporate trade shows to the Four Seasons to um, a whole bunch of different outlets came in and from these things. All, by the way, all from Instagram. Um, and now I have like a, I can't discuss it just yet, but I have a huge brand deal coming, like with like global brand stuff for my regular sculptures. Um, it's, it's, it's gotten ridiculously exciting from something else, um, from something that wasn't the art, right. That was like a, a, an extension of the art. And now that that has gone back around and created the, the, um, uh, the platform for the art to, to really start to sell. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fantastic. And, you know, as much as it's not really the best thing to to do something just for exposure, uh, it sounds like, you know, you kind of uh, going out on a limb, spending more money than you'd care to admit on on uh, one installation opportunity just has led to all of these other opportunities. So uh, being very selective can sometimes, uh, you know, be, be helpful. Um, yeah, it- and in fairness, like I like I wouldn't normally re- like recommend like, but like sometimes taking the big ri- like that big risk turned into. I never would have guessed that that big risk turned into what it turned into. Yeah, yeah, right. And had I not taken that risk, we my guess is we probably wouldn't even be talking today, right? Like <laughs> it, it was the catalyst that that drove, you know. That was no, and just as perspective in terms of like when the flash happens, like because of the power of these algorithms, um, that was November, man. Like we're talking six months, seven months, right? Like we're not talking leaps and bounds of time here. Like when, like the scale and speed of which this thing has like, and the velocity of which this thing is like thrust forward is incomprehensible. I get, now I get like today alone, I've had like I I don't know three installation requests like big scale installation requests partnerships with like it's it's just it's bananas like every day it's like this now right all from you know all by the way all from social media like it's it's literally like don't don't sleep on social man like yeah. it is the it is the future it is the way you know it lets you control your destiny in a way that that galleries can't in the way that um you know, agents, like it, it, it lets you control everything. Yeah. And it, you know, again, the typically with social media, right? Like when you just post your art and that's it. And you're kind of wondering why you don't have more followers, why people aren't buying your art. Well, I mean, you, you really 
I mean, it was, it was a, it sounds like it was a bit random, but you were, you were experimenting, you were trying to, uh, post content that would respond well to the algorithm. And then it ultimately did. And, and you got that, you've gotten that success from it. Um, versus just kind of like, okay, here's my art. Actually, it's funny. I don't think I was working towards the algorithm. I literally was just like, honestly, just to make content all the time, like is hard, right? Like I, 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 I told myself this time around. So I had this new series of art. It started out as a painting and quickly turned uh, when the first sculptures of these were actually made out of ball pit balls of all things, like little kid ball pit balls that like, that I would like hot glue together. They were structurally not particularly sound. Most of the ones that I created have since fallen apart. Um, but that was like the beginning of what this journey was. But for me, it was just about, um, and this goes to everything, like just collecting enough content on any given day to like make interesting stuff. Like I didn't have that much art making time or that much interesting art stuff. So like I was just trying to record a little bit of everything. Um, and that little bit of everything like one of those little bits just happened to be the thing that worked, right? Um, and I would implore people to try things like, like, you know, try dumb stuff like, the, like the paint drying and crackling, like the like close-ups of brushwork, like things that are like visually interesting or satisfying or different. That doesn't necessarily like you don't always have to like show the finished art piece. You don't always have to do the the. Like this stuff always falls off the page, right? Nobody like we as an artist, I was always so nervous. Like if it didn't look right and it wasn't thing, and I put it up, like what would people think? No one thinks, right? Like they get served something or they don't. Um, the, the, somebody that presses like or they don't. They either watch it for all twenty seconds or they watch it for none, right? Like and so the more things you kind of throw out into the ether the more interesting opportunities there are for kind of that magic to happen and those algos to grab you. That said, when you find something that works, do it again and again and again. The same video, what here, here's to, here's to that thing. So the same video that worked, worked on, there were two videos that really caught virally for me. Um, they caught those same exact two videos for whatever it was in those videos caught on um, both TikTok and Instagram in, in kind of uh, reverse um, view numbers. I have since made, there was one video where I blew up a bunch of balloons in a, in a, in a hallway in my house and there were silver balloons. Just recently, I filmed exactly the same video with blue balloons instead of silver balloons, right? The same ex video, the same set, it's the same, almost the identical placement the one with silver balloons, I think, did 40 million views on TikTok. The one with blue balloons did 60 million views, right? So if it works, it works. By the way, I did it in a bunch of other colors and they all did nothing, right? So, but usually, so like, you like, but my point is try it. Another thing that people don't realize is that sometimes you'll post something and it gets no views. And you take that same piece of content a month later or two months later and you post it again, change the song. Um, and all of a sudden it gets a bunch of views, right? So don't think just because you've used a piece of content once that it's one and done. You can revisit a lot of this stuff and go slightly edit it, change a little bit, reverse it, go forward. Like there's bunches of little things you can do to recycle some of that content. So you're like, not always like, you know, the amount of time I, you know, I spend at least an hour a day 
making and posting content. Yeah. Yeah. Like editing and posting, I should say. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, unless you're, you're pursuing a different path, I do think that's an important part of an artist's career nowadays. Um, and so many artists I speak with where they face the same challenge where they're like, Oh, like if consistency on social media is the way to, to succeed, well, I only make, you know, one piece every two weeks or, or something like that because, you know, their work takes a lot of time. Um, but like you're saying, I mean, there's an artist that I follow and the most like views that he gets is him removing the, the painter's tape <laughs> from the edge of his piece Correct. Um, and having that oddly satisfying, like perfect edge showing up. So it's like just those little things like that. It, it even if you don't make like, you know, an artwork every day or, or a few a week or something, you can still, um, be always having, uh, content by just kind of capturing those, those little moments, uh, during the creation process. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's my point. Like, uh, you don't, you don't have to have the whole, like, it's nice if you can tell the story of the whole work, but like most times I've done that, those tend to have done the least well, right. It's the, it's the little pieces. It's the, you can break that up into 20 pieces of content, right? Like people get very stuck and myself included on what good content is. Um, I just did content the other day of like, I use, uh, I use ball pit balls now as like my packing material. Um, and so I like filmed a, a thing of me packing a box, clearly not exciting stuff. Like I'm packing a box. Um, but you know, the, the video, you know, it's, it's 200,000 views and climbing. Um, it is, so you never know what it's going to be. Um, and often it's the dumbest, simplest stuff, by the way, look at the things that interest you and the things you've clicked on and the things that you say like for, right? Like follow those things, by the way, look what other people are doing and look at other videos and see what's getting the crazy likes and the crazy engagement. And by the way, copy those things, right? You're allowed. Like yeah. if you see another artist <laughs> that's got a, a thing, copy it. If you, by the way, if you see like sometimes there's like cooking videos where I there was like a certain style of a cooking video I thought was really cool, and I tried to mimic that in the way I created my art. Right, like you can like adopt and borrow like styles or videos or songs or edits um, from from different from different things, um, and also editing. Just learning how to like do. Uh, I use a, uh, a thing called CapCut. But learning how to like quickly edit on the fly um, and make like short, interesting little pieces of content um, is super helpful. Yeah, 100%. And definitely um, also kind of what you're talking about before is something that I've faced where, you know, I with with photography, it's like I have a photo shoot and then I edit the photo and then I have a final piece and then I have it printed and framed um, and what I've done in the past is exactly what you're saying, where I'm trying to show the entire story of, you know, creating an, uh, an artwork. And that means that I'm kind of waiting for like, you know, weeks of putting all together, all of this, this content for one, one video. And like you're saying, it's, it's kind of a little too much for, for someone to be, um, digesting all at once. It's not like it's a bad thing to do as well. You could like kind of remix footage into like, okay, here's like the final thing, but there's no reason not to just like post a snippet from the photo shoot, like, um, have a, a video editing the photo on the computer or something like that. And just kind of, 
you know, show these, these little vignettes of the process. And then, like you said, you get 20 pieces of content from that. Yeah. And it's, once again, people also like, I get stuck with stuff all the time that is, um, you know, and I, and by the way, I still do it. Right. Cause like, I, like, I still get stuck. Like I find myself like trying to tell the whole story arc of a, of an installation or this or that. And I realize, what am I doing here? Like I, I can cut this video. First off, I can cut this video down big time. Um, second, I can turn that one, that whole thing can now be three videos instead of one video. Right. So now I have three days of content. Um, and that takes a whole bunch of like mental pressure off of, um, a whole bunch of mental pressure off my editing schedule. Um, and then also like little things that now that I realize that I know for my stuff that like the oddly satisfying stuff kind of works pretty well. Like I do, I try to do more of those videos, right? So I, I try to focus in on those attributes and really like find those things that are working and really like lean into those again and again. And by the way, then I use my other time and videos to experiment with different stuff to see what, if anything, their clicks. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the more you do that, the, 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 once again, the, the, the more you put out there, the easier it comes to put stuff out there without feeling uncomfortable. Right. The first ones I was always super cautious now, like out, 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 out every day, like clockwork. I'm actually at the point now where I'm actually like literally just put the ads up, but I, I realize like I'm almost getting to Gary V land. Um, and like, I'm, thinking of I'm debating hiring a full-time videographer to like literally follow me around and, and to, to bring my content game. Cause I post like one post a day, but maybe it'd be awesome if I posted three posts a day, like think how well that would do. Right. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm fortunate enough that like this is blown up so fast that I'm in the position to be able to do that now. Um, but it is a, uh, but like th there's always that next step, right? like of documenting it all. Yeah. And, you know, I would say that, you know, for, let's say for an artist who is not blown up yet. Right. Um, I think taking the pressure off, like you said before, uh, and instead of having videos or, or content or reels, uh, or TikToks being something that you are stressing about, you're like, Oh, I, I, I wish I could just make my art, you know, take the pressure off break it up. So you, you aren't having to like, um, you know, put together like an entire mini documentary of making one piece, right? It's like just just a little uh, just a little tidbit from it. And taking that pressure off is gonna be the thing that makes it easier. And then you're gonna start actually seeing the the results that you're looking for uh, on social media. So that makes total sense to me. Yeah, yeah, and I think the it's all about process, right? Like like get people into the action. Like, that's really what, like, sure, there's a finished piece of artwork, like, we get it. But, like, it's the, like, I think people connect more with, with, the, with the making part, not the here it is part. Um, you know, occasionally, like, the, oh, let me stand and turn around with the painting that's done with the cool piece of music works. But the, I think the process and the detail and the materials and the, you know, the, the little close-up shots excuse me, and some time lapses and some edits and some, all that stuff is, is I think what is, is just more interesting. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. Uh, all right. So we are going to come right back uh, with our final thoughts, but first another message from our sponsors. 
Artist, not sure about the next move in your career? Whether you're a talented emerging artist or a nine to five career artist looking for an upgrade, Superfine Art Fair is the boost you've been waiting for. Showcasing top quality work with the highest level of production in the industry, Superfine has been continually developed over the past seven years to become the number one art fair for independent artists in the United States. If you want to make lifelong connections with collectors, if you're willing to learn new methods of marketing, and if you're able to make a plan and execute on it, then you're going to fit right in with our business artist community. From the east to the west, there are plenty of opportunities to expand your arts career with Superfine. To apply for a Superfine art fair near you, visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take an additional $150 off of your booth fee for any city and any fair that you choose. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. All right, so last question, Sean. This has been an amazing conversation. Um, what is your number one tip uh, for an artist explaining their own worth? Like what makes them unique? And if you want to kind of use yourself as an example, um, that that I think is perfect. You know, uh, uh, to be honest, I still have kind of self-worth issues at times. Um, it's always scared to ask for a lot of money um, for the work you create. Um, the... A friend of mine always said it best. You can always go down. You can never go up, right? <laughs> so, you know, pushing yourself past, um, uh, sometimes pushing yourself past that comfort zone a little bit um, in terms of kind of what you ask and what you get and realizing kind of what these things actually cost from a time and um, effort perspective and, and making sure that's con conveyed accordingly. Um, for me on this last little run, um, the thing that's done the most for me, and I think that's made me the, the, that's gotten me the most notoriety was playing with scale and just going really, really, really big. Um, it's not the easiest thing for everybody. For me, I was able to create a, a kind of like a system and an installs that were relatively quick and fast, um, to do some really, really large things. And so that's opened up a lot of doors for me um, because I'm able to go in and out relatively quickly. And so for people who are willing to hire me to do um, kind of these kind of short ephemeral installations. Um, and so that's worked particularly well for me. It's not the easiest thing to reproduce, um, but it's been, uh, been a home run for me. Yeah. You know, what I would say from that is for any artist out there, right? Because like you're saying, scale might work really well for certain artists' work and it might not be the direction to go for other artists' work. So what I would say is is taking a step back, kind of looking at your art as if you are an outsider, seeing where where your work is right now and seeing what what paths, what opportunities make sense for your work that are going to make it huge or, go, or like not, not scale huge, but like, uh, notoriety wise, huge. Um, and, and kind of thinking to yourself like, okay, how do I get from point A as the artist I am today to point B, the, the artist I want to be with the goals that I'm making, like what, where, what is my work not right now? <laughs> um, and, and kind of, you know, get yourself to that point. 
I implore people really like focus and hit like the, I don't think people, everybody appreciates like how powerful the social media stuff really is. Um, and like, make yourself uncomfortable, try crazy stuff. It all goes away. So don't be embarrassed by any of it. Release before you're ready. Um, show the dirty underbelly of it all, show the shitty parts, show whatever, because those are the things that connect. Try storytelling, try visuals, try, try 50 different things. Cause once again, like those one or two weird things that scale is what changes all the other stuff. So like, and makes everybody look at that other stuff. So be brand consistent and then don't be. And it's okay because it'll lead back. So that would be my tip. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And being brand inconsistent will become your brand if it works well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, awesome. Um, so thank you again for listening, everyone. Uh, you can listen to this episode and all of our po- uh, past podcasts on our website at superfine.world. Again, to connect with Sean, uh, follow his Instagram at Kalodny Art, K O L O D N Y A R T. Um, be sure to check us out at Superfine Art Fair on Instagram, and also uh, be sure to uh, share whenever you're listening to and enjoying the artist business plan. As always, I'd like to wrap up by sharing a quick quote with you all. Uh, today's quote is by Paul Sandit. Negotiation is like meditation. It requires absolute concentration. Sean, it's been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective with our listeners. For that, we are so grateful. No, my, my, my pleasure. It was a, a absolute pleasure as always. I, 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 at this rate, I can't wait to come back the next time and tell you what's going on. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have the artist business plan be your, uh, your good luck charm. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get you on once you're at, uh, 2 million followers. <laughs> um, Correct. but, uh, but awesome. All right. So everyone else have an awesome rest of your day. Remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan, hosted by me, Alex Mito, and me, James Milley. Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click The Artist Business Plan. And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan.